0: Welcome to the Botter-Meinhof Podcast. I am your host, Richard Huffman, expert in all things Botter-Meinhof. This is the only podcast devoted to, yet unaffiliated with, the Bodder meinhof Gang. Uh, We talk about left-wing German urban terrorism of the 1970s, student radicalism, and other related ephemera. And today, um, I'm going to talk about Siegfried Haag, who was a lawyer and also for the Red Army faction, Bader Meinhof Group, and also a leader of the Red Army faction. And what prompted this was um, the news today out of New York that Lynn Stewart, 70-year-old civil rights attorney, was uh, sentenced today to 10 years in prison for aiding um, convicted terrorist Sheikh uh, Omar Abdel Rahman, the blind cleric who was convicted of terrorism in the mid-90s. Um, she was convicted of aiding him by communicating messages to his uh, group outside of uh, prison. In fact, um, what did it says here in the in the paper that he was um, she was convicted among other things, providing material support to a conspiracy to kill and kidnap individuals in a foreign country conspiracy to defraud the United States and making false statements. So very, very serious stuff. And it's kind of um, remarkable because um, in America and in Germany, we have a strong tradition of people being, Defended by lawyers and you don't assume the lawyers, you you assume they may have um, beliefs that may be conservative or liberal, what have you, but you always assume that their defense is based solely on the the legality of the case and they're not going to get caught up in the politics of the case and and become actually part of the group that they support, which it seems to be to some extent is what happened with uh, Lynn Stewart, New York. And it certainly happened with Siegfried Hogg in uh, Germany. So who was Siegfried Hogg? Well, he was born right at the very tail end of the Second World War. Um, he qualified as a lawyer in 1973 when I think he was about 29 years old, maybe 28. And um, right away he started defending... Um, uh, leftist causes. One of his first cases was he defended Holger Mainz, one of the um, key members of the Bader-Meinhof gang, who was in prison at this point, 1974, and was on a hunger strike. And he defended him shortly before his death um, of that hunger strike. Um, he also served as one of Andres Bader's lawyers during the Stomheim trial of, uh, in 1975. But while he was serving as a lawyer, he was actually doing other things as well. He was effectively serving as a, as a message board to other imprisoned terrorists that were imprisoned in um, places across the Federal Republic. So he would smuggle secret messages from Botter and Enslin, uh, Raspa and, and Meinhoff out to the other members across Germany in prison. And he was acting as the de facto head. Of the Red Army faction. In fact, he was um, he was recruiting and planning and uh, and running the so-called second generation of the Batormyov group, which is uh, or the Red Army faction. These are the the people that came from groups like the Socialist Patients Collective um, and other places where they they were the, the 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 people that took action while the original leadership was in prison. Um, he helped plan the, the disastrous um, German embassy in Stockholm takeover in 1975 um, and other stuff. And I'm not sure if it was him or other lawyers, but it was either him or some other lawyers along with him that um, were the people that helped smuggle guns into prison um, in Stamheim, uh, these two guns that later... Andres Botter used to apparently commit suicide with and John Carl Raspa used to commit suicide with um, on the so-called death night in 1977. And it was, you know, through this trial, it was assumed that a lot of these lawyers were um, very, you know, were, were essentially um, completely in love with the group and supporting all their actions. And after after the suicides in prison, this confirmed it in the minds of a lot of people. It showed, you know, there was no other way to get the guns. And as inquests revealed that they were almost certainly smuggled in by these folks, um, it uh, it confirmed in their minds what was wrong with all of these lawyers. And um, when they realized that that Siegfried Hogg was essentially running. The red army faction i mean it just confirmed everything in their minds which wasn't necessarily fair because there was some lawyers that were like hogg that were very um supportive of the group uh case in point Klaus croissant who was um also convicted of supporting terrorism um, shortly after the trial he ended up being arrested and um Spent two and a half years in prison. Um, After he got out of prison, he started working for the East Germans as a spy in the West for the Stasi. Um, Later, after the fall of the Berlin Wall, when the Stasi records revealed that he had been working as a spy, pretty much all of his friends left him. And he could never understood that. He thought, hey, I'm working on behalf of this better, greater Germany, and he just didn't understand that. But there was other lawyers, too, that people tried to slap with a label that they supported terrorism because they defended their Red army faction. It wasn't fair, particularly Hans Christian Strobel, who was a leftist lawyer, a prominent leftist, but he was not a member of the Red Army Faction. Um, and he so he was a, a defense lawyer during the Stammheim trial. He later went on to become a popular Green Member of Parliament. He's currently a member of Parliament for the Green Party. Um, and probably most famously of all is Otto Scheele, who um, he started defending the Red Army Faction in 1971 when he was Horst Mahler's lawyer. Um, he, Horst Mahler was essentially the co-founder of the Bader meinhof group, and he was arrested early on. And, and, um, was his lawyer and Sheely later went on to become Gudrun Enslin's lawyer or one of her lawyers during the Stomheim trial. And a lot of people would try to taint Sheely with association with the group. And he did it because he thought it was important that they had a good defense and his morals demanded it, um, he ended up becoming one of the founding members of the green party along with Petra Kelly and others. Um, and later he left the green party and became a member of the SPD, which is kind of like the democratic party of Germany or the labor party. And, um, he went on to become the interior ministry, uh, minister for all of Germany from 1998 through 2005. Um, interestingly, his daughter became an actress and she ended up playing, a member of the Red Army faction in the movie um, in America, it's called *The Legend of Rita*. Um, she's terrific in it, so it's kind of interesting that connection there. Uh, but back to Siegfried Hogg, it um, Hogg ended up. Um, ended up becoming a full-on terrorist he 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 fled um he was arrested in 1975 shortly after being a lawyer for the group for smuggling weapons um through switzerland he spent six months in jail then he went underground went to yemen participated in uh guerrilla training he came back and and was with the red army faction and and uh, participate in robberies and other actions and probably I can one can assume that he would have led the efforts to, um, to kidnap Han, or Hans Martin Schleyer in 1977, but he got arrested in Hanover in 76, late 76. In his car, they found a bunch of cryptic documents that later, much later, a couple of years later, after they deciphered them, they realized it was all about this planned kidnapping of Hans Martin Schleyer. Uh, they just didn't realize the importance at the time. So eventually, I think it was around 1978 or 79, he was convicted of um, terrorism, basically, and he was sentenced to 15 years. Though he was actually released about seven, eight years later in 1987 for health reasons. Um, and also because he came to renounce much of his previous life in terrorism. In Germany, um, they place a strong weight on if you renounce your pre- previous life, if you show a strong interest in, in um, condemning your previous life. They actually cut a lot of time off your sentence um, and it worked um, with him. So, anyway, that is a little bit about Siegfried Hogg, who was both a lawyer for the Red Army faction and a leader for the Red Army faction. In fact, at one point he was quoted as saying, "If uh, and I'm not sure the total source of this, but he said if, uh, if um, something to the effect of, um, if, if uh, Botter is, uh, I think, like a corporal in the Red Army faction, I'm a general. So he clearly thought very highly of himself, at least for a certain part of time. Anyway, that's about it. I hope you enjoyed learning all about Siegfried Hogg and seeing how it connects to modern news with modern terrorism.